How the heck is everybody doing tonight? Good? You guys, it, is, it has been kind of a whirlwind of a day for me, um, but uh, I am here. I am ready. I'm excited for what we're going to go through tonight. Um, I am still here. Um, my wife has not dropped out a baby yet. Um, <laughs> uh, she feels like literally at any moment, like this thing could be coming. So um, it is not yet because I am here. Um, I might get interrupted. So you guys might be on your own here here in a little bit, but um, but pray for my wife. She, she is nearing the end. Um, like literally, like she's like, I think I need to hold up my belly because it's going to just fall out, right? Like, uh, like any of you seen Alien? You shouldn't have seen Alien. It's a bad movie. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but she feels like it's just going to come out of her. Um, but anyway, pray for my wife. You guys, we are excited to welcome another beautiful girl to our family. Um, so we, we're not revealing name yet, but we know it's a girl. So, so she, and she's excited to meet you. Every time she comes to youth, she jumps a little bit and gets excited. Um, so she's worshiping with you guys already. Um, so anyway, um, but you guys, we are digging back into James tonight. Come on, guys, give it up for James. Is there anybody by the name of James here? Okay, anyway, you would have a cool name if you did. Um, <laughs> but I want to ask you a question. How many of you guys put into practice being thankful this last week? How many of you put into practice, instead of, instead of tearing others down, of, of giving something, uh, giving a word of thanks, giving a word of praise, giving, just walking up to your parents and saying, Mom and Dad, I see you. I see your sacrifice, and I'm thankful for what you do for me. Anybody of you, any one of you do that this week? How did it go? A little bit. <laughs> right? Like, it can be hard to choose thankfulness, can it? It can be hard to choose joy. But you guys, I think, it, I think it really does dynamically change the way that we think, right? How many of you, like, how many of you walk around and just be like, like, you walk around and just everybody else around you is a moron? How many of you walk around that way? <laughs> look, at, look at how many hands have come up. So what do you automatically assume when you assume that question? everybody else is lower than you, right? Like everybody else has a lower IQ than you. Everybody else doesn't have as, as many good ideas as you. But it makes you look down on others pretty quickly, doesn't it? Doesn't it? You guys, the, the words that we choose to, to, to prescribe to other people, maybe instead of more and be like, I see you. You're awesome, man. I saw you out of the Gaga pit. You were slaying people out there. I want your Gaga ball skills. How does that make you feel? <laughs> right like it, it lifts him up instead of like dude why do you always like why do you always gotta hit me you feel like you're picking on me you got a problem with me you want to go yeah. <laughs> like there's a difference in how we choose words isn't there and, and you guys I, I know that some of you in this room have something to be thankful for with your parents I, some of you are graduating here shortly some of you I have seen some pretty fancy graduation cards like some of you are looking pretty fly on those graduation cards, right? Like, and you guys, I look at those cards, I'm like, whoo, these suckers weren't cheap, right? Like, so, so you guys have to be thankful to your parents for those cards because they are amazing. You guys are looking sharp. Um, I just, I just want to say that I've gotten a bunch this past week. Um, but some of you have something to be thankful for. And the words that we say really do have the ability to steer the whole ship, don't they? If you walk around and you're grumbling about everybody else about you uh, and around you, what are you, like, how's your day going to go? Not good. <laughs> right? Again, we're, we get back to that everybody else around me is a moron, right? But you guys, we can choose to be kind to people. 
And interesting enough, we will look at what wisdom looks like tonight. And it actually kind of ties into the words that we choose to say. How you see wisdom will tell you that if you're chasing earthly wisdom, which is everybody else around me is morons, right? Like that's what earthly wisdom sounds like. It's trying to get a leg up on somebody else. It's, it's trying to, to um, it's being spiteful of somebody. It's like they have something I don't, I'm going to get it, right? Like, um, or, and then we'll look at godly wisdom tonight and what that looks like because it's, it's actually something that you can see. You can see wisdom. Some of you are like, yeah, I know. I'm looking around this room right now. I can see who's wise and who's not, right? Like, <laughs> it's, a, no, it's supposed to be a joke. We're not pointing fingers. <laughs> Nobody's pointing at each other here. Um, but you guys, I'm excited for when, we, when we're going to dig into James tonight. We're going to look at what wisdom looks like. In high school, I can remember that um, I, I was especially competitive. I like being competitive, I'm a competitive person. Amy, I'm with you on being competitive, right? Like I watched Amy and her dad run down to the family, just out of the blue, like just random thing. I'm not losing. I'm not losing. And they ran down to the grocery store. Anyway, um, <laughs> and we, like, we kept standing here like, did they actually go? Yeah, I think they went. Yeah, they went. And then we would get status updates as students would come be like, yeah, I saw Martin and Amy. They were like running down the hill. Where are they going? It's like, ah, they're, they're having a competition. Anyway. Being competitive is okay, but you guys, sometimes when I look back at my high school, like it was all about getting the upper hand on, on somebody else. Um, and it was almost in anything, right? Like um, you, the way we talked to my, my quote unquote friends, like the way that we talked to each other was just strictly tearing each other down. It's like, hey, what's up, ugly? Not much. How you doing, stupid? Like, right? like, like that was like a typical conversation in my high school. I don't know why. Like, and, and it was just one of those things. I was like, we were constantly trying to tear each other apart. How we treated each other. How it was like in sports, in our classrooms. Um, and, and I can't stand one of the things that I, um, and I, and I get less of it now um, because I'm getting older, um, but I can't stand the saying when you have high school friends come up to you, and those of you that will graduate will get this in a year or two. Your, your friends will come up to you and be like, remember the good old days? I cannot stand that question. I'm like, if the good old days were tearing each other to shreds and, and like, I didn't even know if you really liked me until now, like, why are you talking to me? Like, it's like, I don't, I don't want that. I, I want where I am now because I met Jesus. He came in and he transformed my life. I prefer to be where I am now. They weren't that good. And so we're going to look at wisdom tonight, what it really is, what it really looks like, and that you can see wisdom. So another question. Those of you that are still in school, what is your favorite subject in school? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that answer. Nothing. Math, I heard. English. Science. F food, chemistry. So you're hungry. Reading. Science. Math. Okay, so there's, there's a bunch of different answers here, right? We're, we're not all unified on what our favorite subject is. Can I ask you another question? Why is it your favorite subject? Because I'm good at it. I get to eat. Okay. I get to eat. Some of us think with our stomach. That's okay. Why science? Why reading? You English? Sounds like it. <laughs> I love it. I English good. <laughs> hey, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> What about your teachers in those subjects? 
Is there something about the teachers that, that are teaching you maybe your favorite subjects that you, you like them? Yeah, right? Like you connect with them on it. <laughs> maybe not. Right? Hopefully they're teaching you knowledge in English. I know English. Good. Um, what subject is your worst subject? What? <laughs> Adulting? Do they teach that in high school now? <laughs> no? Okay. Adulting, math, I heard. So some of, it's your, some of us, it's your favorite. Some of it's your worst. Some of us love English. Some of us hate English. What? I hate English. You guys see, like... We're on different, different spectrums here and what we like and don't like, don't we? But thankfully for most of us here tonight, no matter what subject is your favorite, no matter what subject is your worst, intelligence is not the same as wisdom. You can be good at math and not necessarily be wise. You can be intellectual about, like, you can read good, right? Like, but you may not be wise. How many of you know or maybe have a teacher that, that you, like they're really intelligent in one area, but they really know nothing about most other things, right? Sometimes being a teacher means that you're an expert in a certain area and not necessarily others that we might view as common sense, right? Like you might be just be like, what do you mean you don't know how to change a light bulb? You know, like, oh, I've never done that. I just hired it out, right? Like <laughs> so, some people just don't know those things. But when I think about my favorite classes, Back in high school, like, um, um, for one of them, I hated math. I, I'll just say this. Um, but it was up until my ninth grade teacher. I hated math. I felt like I couldn't get it. I felt like I didn't understand it. And all of a sudden, my ninth grade teacher, like, connected with me, taught me things that I had never really been taught before. Like, I'm a person, I like to know the why. I like to know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Anybody else with me? I, I didn't like math teachers that were just like, do it this way. Why? Don't worry about that. Just do it this way. That was my, those were my math teachers up until ninth grade year. That ninth grade year, that math teacher connected with me on a, like an intellectual level. And I was like, I understand math. I know that two plus two equals four now, right? Like, I, like things started clicking. But it was, <laughs> it's not, we're not doing Cleveland math. Two plus two doesn't equal five because Mr. Skinner says so, okay? I'm just saying. Um, Hey, I, in, uh, <laughs> hey, and I will say, I was in Mr. Skinner's class today, and he has a joke book at his desk. So I think he's studying these jokes like all day. <laughs> like he's studying hard for these things. So, um, but anyway, um, but you guys, like until I connected with a teacher, or I had a teacher that I felt like I connected with, math didn't make any sense to me. I've always loved science. I've always learned, loved learning things that were logical. Like it just makes sense to me. Um, the first subject I fell in love with in school was art. Like, how many of you are with? Like, my first art teacher was Mr. Wilder. What cooler of an art teacher name is that? I'm just like, Wilder, sign me up, right? Like, and so, so he was my first, first art teacher. He would open up his class, be like, early for me and let me come in and just like, draw and like he would he would point things out to me he would be like hey you're doing good keep going try it this way like like he just kind of poured into me and it was just one of those things like to this day I love drawing I love art like I love doing those things and I wish I could do it more um, but it really started with him kind of pouring into me um, one of the one of the other subjects I hated was English yes. I, I like the only reason I knew how to spell is because I read books 
Like it wasn't because of English class. And you guys, like, there are things that I didn't know about English until I started teaching my own kids. Isn't that scary? Like, so in a spelling bee, have you ever noticed that in a spelling bee, when they say a word, what do they ask? What's the country of origin? Do you know why they ask that question? They're looking for the rules on how that word is spelled. Did you guys know that there are rules in the English language on how things are spelled and why? I was never taught that growing up. Or I was really zoned out that day in English, right? Like, but they're looking for the rules because when they know the rules, they can memorize the rules a lot easier than they can memorize words. When they know the rules, they know how to spell. I didn't find that out until I was teaching my kids this. And I was like, why wasn't I ever taught this in high school? Like, I would have excelled at English finally. Like, it's just one of those things like, why couldn't I English good growing up? <laughs> Dang it, right? Like, I was never taught this. <laughs> And when I think about my art class, you guys, we got a couple of our, our students that are going to fine arts this weekend. Come on, Allie, let's go. Represent, represent. Allie's got a friend going to fine arts, so you guys be praying for them this weekend. Uh, they're going up, they're representing us, and, and uh, we're praying that they go to nationals, amen? Let's go, let's go. But anyway, I just, when it, when it comes to, like, who teaches those classes, it can mean a lot to us, doesn't it? When it comes to what we grasp in class. There's a reason why they're our favorite teachers. There's a reason why it's our favorite subject. There's a reason why we connect with them. And, and, and when we look at them, we, we would see them as wise. Like, right? Mr. Skinner is the wisest fifth grade math teacher I know, right? Like, <laughs> the, you, you can look up to somebody like that. Jeff, don't laugh that off. That was a serious compliment to you. And you guys, we even have terms for people that are intelligent, but not necessarily common sense smart, don't we? What do we call people like that? Book smart. Stupid. Wow. Christopher just coming after people right tonight. They are book smart, not common sense smart, right? But you guys, we will see that there is a difference tonight in being intelligent and being wise. And so just kind of stirring that question is, what are you pursuing? Are you, ensuing, are you pursuing intelligence? Are you pursuing wisdom? Because there's a difference. And some of you might be here tonight and you're pursuing neither. Right? Like you're like, uh, I'm just making it through life and I'm barely, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't aspire to be intelligent and I just, whatever, I'm here. Right? Like some of us are in the middle. That's okay. So if you have your Bibles, turn to, uh, to James chapter 3. We're going to read through the verses, and then I have a video for you guys to watch. James 3, 13 through 18. Who is wise in understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. You guys, a lot of what we view as wisdom, James just declassifies as demonic. Wisdom that is boastful, that is envious, that is self, selfish ambition is demonic in nature. Think about that. For where, you have, for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder in every evil practice. 
But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. How many of you know wise people that look like that? Pure. Peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So I want, I, want, I want you guys to listen to this video on James 3 here tonight and just kind of dig through it with us and, and get ready for some questions here at the end. So in this passage, James talks about wisdom. And I was thinking about how we don't hear that word that often. I mean, I, I hear people talk about, gosh, that guy's brilliant, that guy's so smart, but when's the last time you just heard of someone who was just wise? Earlier in that chapter, he has just said, hey, not many of you should be teachers, but now he's saying, here's the ones that should be teachers. It's, it's the one who's wise and understanding. And he says in, in verse 13, he says, who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Like I was saying, we don't hear about this very often, but wisdom was something that they sought after so much. If you remember the story in 1 Kings 3, when God told Solomon, you can have anything on the planet. Like, what do you want? It's, it's all, it, he didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask to be brilliant. He goes, you know what? I need wisdom. It was like God gave him the wisdom to ask for wisdom above all other things. And, and God's like, great choice. And I think it's a great time for us to evaluate our lives and go, man, is this what I seek after? And if not, then why not? This isn't about just head knowledge. Uh, he explains that wisdom is really an, an applied knowledge. It has to do with action as much as it has to do with intellect. In fact, he says, uh, by his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. He's explaining that wisdom has to do with your behavior. Once again, here's James again talking about action. And he goes, wisdom's about your conduct. It's about what you actually do and to do it in the meekness, the gentleness of wisdom. You see, it's way more than education. He says, it's about your conduct. It's about your actual actions. He goes, if you think you're wise, then I should be able to see it by the things that you do and by your general behavior. And he says, also by your meekness. See, we, we live in a time where everyone wants to uh, give advice. They wanna tweet, they wanna show off their wisdom. But it's interesting, the Bible says the person who truly has wisdom is gonna have a meekness about himself or about herself. It's not an arrogance, it's a gentleness. And he says in verse 14, he says, if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. So he explains that there's two different types of wisdom. He goes, there is an earthly wisdom, and then there's a wisdom that comes from above. 
And he says, the way you can tell is he says, the earthly wisdom is a person that'll be filled with jealousy or selfish ambition. Think about those words, jealousy, and selfish ambition. If you find yourself jealous of someone else, wishing you had what they had, or if, if there's selfish ambition involved where you want to make a name for yourself. I mean, I was reading this, I was, I was thinking about even when I first entered into ministry, I remember I used to speak at this camp in the summers and, and the last day they would have this thing called Victory Circle where all the students would share what they learned during the week. And I, I would try to sneak down there to, to hear what they would have to say because I wanted so badly to hear the students say, oh, it was that speaker. Man, he changed my life or this or that. And, and I look back, I go, oh God, that's so sick. Like, it was about me. Like, I wanted the attention rather than the wise person that says, look, I get it. I don't want people to think about me. I, I want to use any wisdom, any knowledge, any gift I have to give glory to him. So people at the end go, man, that God is amazing. God changed my life. But look in your heart. Do you have that selfish ambition? Or do you have a jealousy over those who may have a, have a broader reach than you? Then he continues and he says, where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there'll be disorder in every vile practice, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. See again, wisdom isn't about education here. Wisdom is about action, it's about character. He says, if you have wisdom from above, you know what, then that person's gonna be pure. There's gonna be a holiness about your life. He says, then peaceable. You're not quick to start arguments, but you want so badly the peace that God wants amongst his people. He says, gentle, does that characterize you? Open to reason. Are you labeled as unreasonable or are you one that, you know what, you just listen to everything and you evaluate, that's, that's wise, full of mercy. The, the idea is a wise person will see needs of others and, and seek to show mercy to them, seek to care for their needs and good fruits. Again, it, it, it's what comes out of the person's life. Sometimes we, we just want to follow someone because he has a PhD or she has a PhD. There's a doctor in front of their name and, and he's saying, no, it's, it's about look at their lifestyle. Look at the fruit of their life. That's who the teacher should be, impartial. You're wise enough to not show partiality, the favoritism that we talked about earlier in James about how you don't look at the rich as more important than, than those who are starving to death. There, there's not an impartiality with you and there's a sincerity. There's a lack of hypocrisy. It's like, look, this is who I really am. Here's my mistakes. Here's the truth about me. And as he describes this type of wisdom and evaluate your life, go, man, can I honestly say that I'm full of wisdom? And is it something you aspire to? Like Proverbs says, seek it more than riches. And remember earlier in chapter one, he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask God. And say, God, you know what? I realize this is not something I've been pursuing. 
I've been pursuing success, I've been pursuing riches, I've been pursuing knowledge. But I see in scripture now, wisdom is what you value and it should be what I value. And to get on your face and say, God, I believe, give me the wisdom I need to navigate through this life in a way that honors you. What do you guys think? Is meekness what describes you? Because there's a misconception that meekness is weakness. Just because it rhymes. You guys, I'm not NF. I can't rap. I, meekness and weakness are not the same. Right? Meekness means that you have control over yourself. That you choose not to. There's, there's people, I've worked at MSU. I've had people where I walk up and I'm like, hey, I'm Tim. And like, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Christopher. And they, they, they respond back with Dr. Christopher. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, if we're, if we're doing that, then IT Tim, right? Like there's, there's a weird thing with trying to be identified by something of education, Right? It's still weird to me when people go up and be like, hey, Pastor Tim. It's like, whoa, too official. Just call me Tim, right? Like, I don't, I don't need to be identified by my title. But you guys, you will run into people that that matters to them. And I don't think God cares about that. God's not going to walk up to you and be like, well, I'm sure send, glad I sent my son to you. Nice to meet you, doctor. Like, that's not, God's not going to care about that. Not that it's a bad thing to pursue, but if it's all we pursue, it's not worth it, you guys. If you think that you are wise, I should be able to see it by what you do. I love how Francis Chan summarizes this section of scripture. You should be able to see wisdom in people by their actions, by their choices, by the character of not only here at Sunrise Youth, but when they walk out of here, are they somebody different? When you're at home, are you somebody different? It matters, you guys. When we started tonight asking about your favorite classes, they're usually your favorite because you get the highest grades, right? Like, I'm really good at math, but I fail every class, but it's my favorite subject. Right? Like, we're not that way, right? Like, we like classes because we do well at them. We excel at them. Or we connect with a teacher at the very least. Were your teachers or the people that taught your favorite classes, were they the wisest people you ever knew? Yes or no? No, not necessarily, right? Wisdom is something different than intelligence, you guys. Being intelligent doesn't make you wise. Wisdom is not arrogance, it's gentleness. You guys, we need to chew on that. Wisdom is not arrogance. Wisdom is not something you beat somebody over the head with and be like, you're wrong, I know more than you, blah, blah, blah. Like, trust me, I'm a doctor, right? Like, that's arrogance. It's gentleness. 
In verse 13, it says that you will be humble. Humbleness is kind of one of those tricky things to go after. If you're, if like, I'm be like, I'm Tim. I'm a pretty humble guy. <laughs> a little conceited, right? Like, if you can say you're humble, you're probably not humble. It's just one of those things of like, you can't really measure your own humbleness. Other people see your humbleness. But I read a quote this weekend that I, I loved. It says, being humble doesn't mean you think less of yourself. It means you think about yourself less. You guys, this is one of those things that I want you guys to understand this. So many times we think being humble is just we beat ourselves to death and, and, and oh, I'm such a bad person. Woe is me. We, we become Eeyore, right? Like nobody loves me. That's not what being humble means. Being humble just means you think less you think about yourself less. In the time of social media, that's really hard, you guys. And I, I, I don't know if the Holy Spirit brought this up, but I was just, I was thinking about the other day where, where Ryan and I were out eating and, uh, and Ryan's taking a picture of his food and I like tried to get the fork in there to mess up his food real quick. I didn't make it. He got the picture in, in time. <laughs> But, but I remember him kind of like slapping away at me and like, come on, come on, man. And it was like, I'm sorry. I just like, I don't take pictures of my food. I eat my food, right? Like, it's just one of those things. But it, like in, in the time of social media, it's hard to think less of, about yourself or to think about yourself less, isn't it? Because you can update that status all you want. Look at me, I'm having a coffee. Look at me, I'm having a bagel. Look at me, a glass of water with strawberries in it. Look at me, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm doing devos. Look at, my journal's open, my Bible's open. The, the bookmark is like slain across the page, so it looks like I'm reading. Uh, the pen is right there with the clicker out. So like, look at this, you guys, I'm doing this. You guys, that's not humbleness. I know that there are some of us in this room that need to hear this tonight. Then in verses 15 through 17, there are two kinds of wisdom. There's earthly wisdom and wisdom that comes from above. I want you guys just to look at those verses. Look at those verses and, and what, are the difference, what is the difference between the two? How does he describe earthly wisdom? What? Demonic? What are other words that he uses? Unspiritual? Bad. Naughty. No. <laughs> Jealousy. Selfish ambition. Those that appear to be better at you than something. How many of you, you when you have to admit, when you take that math test, when that's your favorite subject, you go up there and you get a 95%, but somebody else gets a 96%. Dang it! Right? Like, everything is a competition. I was not that person in high school. I was the person like, nerd, right? Like, <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, you, you moved the bell grade for us all, right? Like, the bell curve, right? Like, it's just like, great, now I'm getting an F, right? <laughs> no, anyway. Um, selfish ambition, attention-seeking, want something out of it. What does wisdom that comes from God look like? What are those words? <laughs> Bad, good. <laughs> You might as well throw Jesus in there because that would be accurate, right? Like, that's a safe answer as Christians. Humble, pure. Humble, pure. Some other ones. 
Peace loving. Consider it. There's a, there's a word in there that's not used any, in any other place in the New Testament. That's open to reason. How many of you are open to reason? You guys, this is the only spot in, in, in the literal translation means easily persuaded. It could translate to push over or gullible. That's not what it translates to here. But that, that in other places that is transferred, not in the Bible, but in other places, that could be what is transferred or translated as. What it means here is that it's a person who's willing to listen to others and do what they want to do. Think about that. Open to reason. Full of mercy, good fruits. Chances are, if you look at the wisdom in your life and how you describe it, if it's not this, then it's earthly. Then it's the other one. And that's not what God wants us to chase. In verse 18, it says, Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. If you want to help people, be wise in front of them. Let your words and actions line up. Is what you say and do the same as what you see in Scripture, or is it different? Are you the same at Sunrise Youth? as you are at home when you start to have that argument with mom and dad when you start to have that argument with brother and sister when you're in your school and and somebody starts to to, to tear you down use words like look at you moron right like oh I'm surrounded by a bunch of morons how do you respond fists up and you want to fight because you want to get even Let's let's go, bro. If you yourself want to be wise, you need to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Stop tearing others down with the words that you say. Start building people up. Give them compliments. Be thankful for them. You look really good today. I like your haircut. I like your shirt. Man, you are really good at this. Like, how did you get so good at math? (laughs) Build them up. Be thankful for them. Promote peace at Sunrise Youth. If you see fights, go and be like, listen, this is not what Jesus would do, people. Let's hug, right? What are our hands for? <laughs> Hugs and high fives, right? Like, <laughs> we don't throw down at Sunrise Youth. We give high fives and hugs to each other. Don't be attracted to, and then we throw, no, only in the Gaga pit. Um, don't be attracted to drama. If there's drama at Sunrise Youth, put the fire out. Be like, can I pray with you? Does drama keep growing if you pray with somebody? No, I would just really want to spill my drama with you. No, let's pray about it. Okay. Right? That will put the fire out. Don't be attracted to drama. So what about you? Do you go after wisdom that makes others look stupid? God would say that's not wisdom at all. 
true wisdom that is, comes from Jesus. It's humble, it's caring, it's peaceful, it's quick to listen. I shared it with you guys a couple of weeks ago about my pastor, my college pastor, the first guy I knew. And the one thing that I look at him about, he's probably one of those guys that is still to this day one of the wisest guys I know. And, he, and, and you guys, it's not even that, that when I talk to him, he has all the answers. He has said, ooh, I don't know what to do here, right? Like, he has said that many times and he's admitted that like, ooh, I don't know. But he's willing to be there and pray and be steadfast and look up the answers with me. I don't know. Let's see what scripture says about this. He's willing to challenge me. He's not willing to leave me where I'm at. I didn't come into Kyle and be like, ooh, you're a mess and kick me back out of Kyle, right? Like, I'm thankful that there was a guy like that because he wanted to. He admitted it to me at our first one-on-one. But you guys, Mike is someone who has showed me what heavenly wisdom looks like. And I know that you have people in your life that have shown you that as well. And thankfully, like, like Francis said in the video, James 1.5, God makes it easy. If you lack wisdom, ask him and he'll give it. Don't you wish tests were like that? I don't know what the answer is, Mr. Skinner. It's D. Don't you wish that that could happen? God does that for us. He gives us wisdom in those situations. So I want you to think about something this week, and then we're going to close this out. But in your head, I want you to think about the top five or ten people that speak into your life, that are an influence into your life. I was going to say top 10, but some of us might be like, ugh, I don't have 10 people, right? Like, it's okay. It can be top three if you have three people. But who's an influence into your life? Who speaks into your life? Maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's your friends, teachers, <laughs> pastors. Um, I could be a good one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Coworkers. I know I've heard some of you, like you listen to YouTube stars, right? Like, like, oh, this YouTube guy is so amazing. A girl, like, I, I don't get it. I'm sorry. I, like, I, I just, but anyway, but think about those people. Who do you regularly pay attention to? And ask this question. Are they speaking godly wisdom into your life? Or are they speaking something else? Because who you emulate or who you look up to, who you pursue for wisdom is who you're going to become is what you're going to be like. And it's either earthly or it's a wisdom that comes from above. I would challenge you guys, look at that. Look at your influences this week. Can you do that for me this week? Can you do that? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. God, I thank you that James can be so straight and to the point, Father, that we can look at what earthly wisdom looks like. And it's a, it's a wisdom that tears others down, that makes others look stupid, that, that we want to be higher and above and, and better than the person next to us. And that, God, we can pursue wisdom for a title. We can have selfish ambition. We can, we can go after things, but that's not wisdom at all. And God, I pray for our students tonight that they would be able to think through and, and, and look through and see those people who have been truly wise in their life who have shown them what godly wisdom looks like that's, that's peaceful, that's peace-seeking. And Father, I, I just pray that, that they would be able to distinguish between the two 
and that it might mean that they have to stop watching YouTube stars. And God, I just thank you for, for those students tonight. I pray that they would step out in courage and boldness and say, God, I'm, I'm going after wisdom that comes from above tonight, this week, with the rest of my life. God, I even pray for those students um, who, who are thinking about being baptized, who are, who are looking at being baptized, like, that God, they would be able to make that statement of faith and saying, you know what? I am seeking wisdom that comes from above and I'm all in. But today, Jesus, I'm making it public that I'm declaring that you are my Lord and Savior. God, I thank you for those students. I'm excited for those students. And Father, we just pray that, that tonight, that as we leave this place, that one, we can be wise with our words. We can lift each other up in this place. And that, God, we can truly be wise, that we can be peace-loving, joyful, not going after drama, not going after the things that lead us in all different directions, but going after you. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus, that he came and made things new for us. Father, I thank you for the students that are here. I thank you for your word, and we pray this now in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. If you are thinking <clears throat> about being baptized, I would like to talk with you here real quick. Um, just because I want to talk with you through like what you're doing, what you're, the decision that you're making. I'm proud of you. I'm excited for you. And you guys, we're going to celebrate as a church. We're going to celebrate. We're going to make this a big deal because it is a big deal. And I want you to know that. And so we love you guys. Have a good night. If you're being baptized or thinking about being baptized, come talk to me.